Welcome to the Outsiders Podcast by Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we're going to talk about episode four, and Cash, I'll give you the lovely honor of giving us the title name. Oh, I appreciate it. I'll butcher it for everybody. KVN El Coco. Coca. No, it was uh, C-O-C-O. It, it does say C-O-C-O. Yeah. But, you know, everything else we saw looked like Coca. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so first got to say... Wow. Thank you for all the emails, all the love, all the social media before we even get into this episode. Because that was, that was a plethora. Yes. I, uh, and, and, and you know the funny thing is? Not one person was like just completely spoiled the book thing for us or anything like that. Everybody gave us a heads up, this, that, or so on. So, hey guys, really appreciate it. Y'all keep that up. That's freaking awesome. It really helps us for what we're going to talk about tonight. So, Well, not only just helps us, it just makes us feel good. Like, I mean, we don't do this for any money or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. like we always say, just talking to y'all. Like like the reason we got into this was just kind of water cooler talk and just always having someone to conversate with. And these week-by-week episodes give us... A chance to talk to listeners and viewers and other thing, and come up with new theories. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But uh, all right, let's dive into the episode. All right, so overall episode quality, what are we looking at here? It's still superb. Still yeah. superb. <laughs> I mean, you don't think it's going to live up to making you wait a week and <sighs> do something on Sunday, but it, every time just hits it out of the park. Yeah, no, it's it's good. The it's camera good. work again. Like, I mean, they're t- doing shots that I'm just like, why are we lingering here? Oh, because it's just a beautiful shot, and you just yeah. want us to enjoy it. Well, now when they do a linger shot, I'm like, what are we supposed to be seeing? What are we supposed to be doing? And I'm overanalyzing again, you know? <laughs> but I, I don't feel like they're doing that, though. It's, yeah. I think they want you to be doing that, yeah. but I don't feel like they're yeah. actually doing that. I'm that, that guy who's got sucker on his forehead. Yeah. You know I mean, I mean oh, we got this one. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, sat, we saw that bar in New York like four different times just lingering on the outside of yeah. it. And I was just like, that's a cool building. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. This is one of my favorite episodes, not because it's the most recent, but because it gave us some of the coolest revelation 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 revelations there we you know, go about I love historical reference to the you know basically a boogeyman I love the grief eater you know or the one that comes out I mean that these little nuggets they're throwing in there I mean when she says that the child is the meat and then the, the grief, grief of the, of the family, family is like a dessert. dessert. I was, oh. it's like chills going down to the yeah. fingertips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like heavy. Like I immediately felt something like sitting on my shoulders. And I was like, well, I'm not going to bed tonight. And, yeah. uh, and not only that, it also answers the whole, the whole total family destruction and annihilation of the first child, you know, the first death we, we, we encountered. Well, we, we, we talked about the coincidence of why was this green hooded dude outside the house of a guy who was going to hang himself. Mm hmm. Ding, ding, just, ding, ding. Oh, well, that explains it. He knew it was going to happen, and he eats that up. Right. You it's, know, so... Was he there with the uh, grandmother that was driving the car into the road and everything? You know, I, the looked, first I looked as hard as I could to see if like they if he was in the distance or so on. I just didn't see it. Yeah, like I'm trying to remember, and I don't remember seeing him or anything. Now, we didn't really linger on that scene too much. No, it, it was, was mostly focused in the car. Yeah, and you also might not... He may not be a melted face dude in a green hoodie at that moment either. That's true. If yeah. he still looks like someone else or whatever the case may be. Only thing is, we know from that moment he should have looked like uh, uh Terry Heath. Oh yeah. No, that the woman Okay, more that, like Heath because yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Um well no. Yeah, because that was Heath's mom that yeah. ended up yeah. So but who is he transfer from Heath? Yeah, cuz Heath transfers to Terry. Terry, yep. So we would have seen somebody either that looks like Heath melting or somebody looks just like Terry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, just just these huge nuggets of revelation that answer questions of past episodes without giving us too much of what we can expect moving forward. You know what I mean? And to me, that's a very difficult thing to do. And of course, this episode nails that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just... We were, we were talking about some of the... the curious, or at least I was talking about some of the stuff was is why is it hanging around so long? Mm. So family grief, mm-hmm. we've definitely seen it at the Terry fallout, right? At least the victim's family, all dead. Yeah. Well, one's... Do they pull the plug on the dad? I don't yeah, know. he's toast. Okay, so... But there's not been a ton as far as Terry's family. Ton? I mean, there's only been Terry. Only been Terry, but this is also the first time we're seeing that he is interacting with the child four different times. Um, but strictly looks like he's interacting with the child to block Ralph. Yes. To scare Ralph to stop looking into everything. I, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm not so sure at first. To me, I don't know if it's infatuation or something. I think there's a bigger reason why. I don't think it's got. I don't think he foreseed. Foreseed. Well, I'm making words <laughs> up right and left here tonight. Yeah, Welcome is, to Mississippi. Is it, That's what we all around here. Wrong vocabulary on yeah. the exact side. <laughs> anyway, uh, for Saul. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there's something more to the reason that he's talking to that child. I feel like the child recognizes that that wasn't her dad. Mm-hmm. And and was and that they've had a rapport of some kind since then, and then coincidentally he tells her the last time they saw each other, you better tell the officer to quit investigating or something like that. That's just my opinion. Because she said he was always mean to her. Yeah, even when it, when he looked like her like dad. Terry, it was like he was mean. She knew it wasn't him. Right. Um, I think. And it wasn't until this episode that I started to think about it. If he's a grief eater, then Ralph and his wife are just full of grief too. Well, I think it's only grief if grief you create. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure there either. I mean, we could tell Ralph is is busted. Yeah, he is broken. Well, the, whatever this son. thing is, Coco, whatever we want to call it, is like that. It only so far that we can tell kills children. That's what based on the show is that it's been child murders. Yes. That are so on. Maybe there's a reason they it targets children only for its victims. Well, I mean, for the, so on. And maybe the, for the collateral damage that a child death causes. I, I, and I can see that part, but maybe the, the reason is, is because a child has the ability to see it or through it or not fear it or whatever. And that might be the reason that. Terry's daughter is still alive and can, has been able to interact with it. Like I said, we don't have enough information on that. I Man, I think it would be partly just gullible enough to follow it and everything, just in the sense like it's coming as somebody that you can trust. And then that's the thing; it is turning itself into somebody that's trustworthy in the community that you're not afraid of. Right? Uh, yeah. Chooses well, I would, average you people would say it would choose small towns, but they did New York City. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like, like my thing is just if like it why? likes grief. It just eats grief. You know what I'm right. saying? That's at least what I'm thinking. And right? is it just because the wife, Terry's wife and daughters, aren't feeling as grief? I mean, but we see that they're grief eaten and everything. I think I think some of it's different in the fact that they still believe they 100 percent believe that their dad and dad husband. and husband did not commit the crime. Yeah. yeah. So they are not. They're more They're angry. Mad. Yeah. They're more Not angry. Not sad. Okay. No, I, I can definitely see that. Because remember, the little girl tells him, I'm not scared. I'm angry. angry. You're yep. the one that's supposed to be ang- or scared. scared. No, that's you know? a great point. That's so, a solid point. So I'm thinking that he's hanging around because he's almost pissed off. That he's not getting anything else he's to not eat. not getting his dessert. Well, yeah. It's just like this woman was talking about, you know, the 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 bedtime rhyme or whatever it is that they folklore they sing is that, you know, if you're bad or misbehaved, don't eat whatever it is, you know, a lot of, if you don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep, Coco will eat you. Coco will eat you. And so on. And we've seen this girl look catatonic sitting out of her bed at night when you're supposed to be asleep. Yeah. And Coco comes and she's like, you know, giving him the middle finger right there. And he's just oozing in puddles on the floor. You know? So, I mean, that's a solid point. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head right there that they just have more anger than anything else. Yeah. But I, I, I just have a really good feeling, though, that Ralph's sadness is going to have something to do with this, too. Possible. But it's just weird because his sadness is directed in just something else that this thing didn't cause. I agree. But I'm yeah, just, yeah. No, I'm just I mean. Saying, I have a feeling that at some point it, that, that comes full circle. Yeah. Well, it, it sure doesn't help that the preview shows. <laughs> the wife with the wife dropping a cup with the the green hooded thing, you know, Coco in the in the dining room. Yeah, and everybody's heart skips a beat for a second. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so. But we we do love that we're bringing some mythology into this. Yes, oh, man. especially I love with, that. you know they we already got one little thing of it where she started talking about what they call doppelgangers in other countries, mm-hmm. and it was like that was badass. And then now we get this, and it's like, well, what do you call the boogeyman in all these different countries? And then that's where we confirm that John Wick is the uh, villain. Yeah. They dropped Baba <laughs> Yaga, and it was like, okay. That's right. Episode five. All done. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <guest star. laughs> Hide your pencils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number but, two's only. Same thing. But Child murders, 
You kill someone's pet. Yeah. You know, the collateral damage is bad. Yeah. All right. So I say we break the episode into like little groups because, I mean, Holly was a huge, this, I think, make it her last. Uh, I think, you know, we had a couple scenes with Terry's wife. Um, you know, there was at the, what do you call it? Where she was at the house and interviewing what she presumed was a tutor. A homeschooler. Uh, loved the setup of, you know, hey, all these are postmarked in the same place in Atlanta. You know, you know, the first person to come up in here throws a purse out the porch, you know. What, 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 what a shot for the person to land and the, the recorder to have read on and land right in front of the camera. No, perfect. And I think, once again, highlighting the anger part. Mm-hmm. Right? You know. She's just on her toes. Yeah, she's well, just pissed at life. And I just yeah. love how simple it was. Is like, get out. And she's like, no, Shine, I just want to tell your story. Don't you want the truth to come out? Just grabs her purse. purse. <laughs> Doesn't even acknowledge her anymore. And then just hugs it. He's that mother. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, way to go. And then, so, I mean, that always got me curious. Because I'm always curious about uh, one person recording laws and everything in Georgia. One person recording law. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, you had the scene where there's the restaurant where she's with the att- this attorney above and beyond. Yeah. I want this guy's business card. Yeah. I mean, this guy <laughs> is going the distance. Um, but you, you, you got to think, though. It's a small town. Everybody has the same guy who does their taxes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on a first-name basis in the restaurant. Yeah. And then, what are the odds that Ralph and his wife are over there having a nice meal at the same time? I mean, like Jake said... I think this is it. Yeah. I, this is the this nice is restaurant. The place. <laughs> this is well, it's the nice restaurant. This is date night for adult date night, and it's right. like, what nights do you go? It's just probably a Friday night or a Saturday night or whatever the case may be. And this is probably so normal. They probably all sit at the same tables every time. I'll give you that. You know, I, I had just, like I like this type of stuff because I mm-hmm. think it's neat. You know? oh, yeah. The low light, the whole nine yards. This guy out of nowhere, you know, ballsy coming out here and da, 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 da. you leave your kids at home, you know. And da, man, da, da. as soon as he said that, like, I, I, I had I like choke. anger, like oh, just no. like coming out. I want from... to throat chop this fat piece of ass. <laughs> like how you dare say, you? Like you come say after that the kids. though. You say that though. It, but say in our little small town, that one hundred percent of the evidence points to a guy that we all know and respect say our little league coach right has killed somebody and stuff oh, coach and then, bud i know who you are now yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then, and you're you, listening yeah <laughs> and then you see you know the wife of this you know child murderer sitting next to you at the restaurant and stuff like that just like trying to drink some wine and yeah. having a laugh with her lawyer and stuff like that it's like i mean there'd probably be, there'd be pitchforks and if you really think yeah. about it too nothing ever came out you know, uh, showing that he was a video proving he was somewhere else. Like it wasn't personified over and over in this show. We got to see it. It did make news like that they were going to, that was going to be their key evidence to prove he wasn't there. But it, once he was killed, it was never, I think he never leaked came it the day of, didn't he? The lawyer said he was leaking it the day of. Right. And he did. And it, you got to see it on TV screen. Yeah. But then when he died, that overshadowed, whether or not he was found innocent or found guilty, this, that, or so on, he died as a guilty man yeah. in the in the view, the public view. And yeah. it does, and true. And then it also doesn't matter because some people will say, "Oh, the evidence. He was arrested in front of us. He's guilty, no matter what evidence right. you give me." Yeah, and it, it kind of fits with what's going on in the world today. You know what I mean? We live in a state where there's some really bad stuff going on in the <laughs> you know, <laughs> prisons, for instance. Um, but like. We always talk about the court of public opinion. Yeah. How fast it is. It's whatever rings out first. Now you are guilty of that thing. Well, it's the opposite of the real deal. You know, you're guilty. Prove your innocence. Right. And then you have uh, cops jumping the gun, you know, and arresting somebody in front of all these people. Yep. So at that before evidence is completely, you know. Oh yeah, like I got f- four or five emails from a great listener, uh, and at first when I was reading his emails, I wasn't I wasn't sure if he was enjoying our show or if he was chastising <laughs> us a little bit. But he came around and he was letting us know he's like, you know, the show really did a example of how much of a botched police investigation this was and how it was handled and how this that or so on, you know. And we came to consensus of small town vibes. You know, you can get away got, with a lot more. You get a lot, those get away with things. things. But you see what happened to Heath and what happened to the bartender. Um, same thing. Yeah, they, they had, fast track it. Yeah, they had evidence that he wasn't there. Videotapes that somebody was in another location. Yeah. They don't care. We got you. You're going to prison That's for life because you're a child killer. Doesn't matter. Video evidence, witnesses, all the physical evidence points to you. Yeah. 
And then, of course, if you're killed before your court appearance, like Terry was, you know, that's one bad, you know, function of it or like that. But then you think the other ones are just like fast track, like slam dunk cases. I mean, there's just so much physical DNA and evidence that there's just like, there's no way this isn't the killer. Defense attorneys wouldn't even want to defend you. It's like the severity of the crime scene. You know, people are so horrific. Yeah. A child mutilated and sexually assaulted and all those things. Well, you know, and they're, and they're people showing, are like, this one's got to go away. It doesn't matter what they say. Look what happened to Terry. It's like, why pick children? Well, also because what happens to child murderers when they go to prison? Oh, yeah. They die instantly. They die. You know, Terry was going to die if mm-hmm. he was in there any longer. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Heath kills himself. The bartender, she's a badass. Yeah. You know, and, but, I mean, how and let him know real quick. You know, but eventually... She'll probably get hers too. I mean, day after day, like you, yeah. you, you only have so much energy. It's yeah. not. It's not like they're giving you great food in prison. One you gotta day, she'll close both eyes when she goes to sleep. Yeah. that'll be the last time. You gotta sleep. You're gonna get. <laughs> you're gonna get comfortable at some point. So it's like, it's like the perfect crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't defend yourself if you're dead too. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a lot. You know, you can kind of take it, but it, I think it highlights a lot of the problems in the justice system as well. No, you know, you're hundred percent right. And then on yeah. top of that is just, you add more grief because the other family is like, how do I cope with this? You I mean, know, we lost a child yeah. and then it's just my loved one killed a child. Right. And, and look what they did with the Heath case with his mom. Oh, that's, that was cold blooded when they opened that box. Show the yeah. bloody panties in yep. the box. So like that make a mama real proud, yep. you know what I mean? And stuff like that while she's over there devastated. I mean, it's like a guaranteed and you you're sitting there and you know your baby was with you the entire time. I'm talking like as the mother and everything. It was yeah. like he never left my side. I yeah. know that he didn't do it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Creepy. I mean creepy. And then of course you throw in that Mr. Maitland, you know, he's talking about, Oh, you had four jacks, you know, you had four and queens. queens and this that I saw him, but you know that wasn't him, right? You know, and I, and I was like, Oh, it's cold, man, out of nowhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> he had all of you fooled though, didn't he? It was yeah. just like I'm getting goosebumps right now just remembering that scene and everything. You know, but that can go both ways, what he says. Mm -hmm. You know, which is what I think is cool. I agree. I think he's saying it in the fact like... He was innocent and everything. That dude was innocent. But You you realize that was not my guy that came and saw me. You know, um, but it could also be like, you know, it wasn't him, right? He had you all fooled. Just like they talked about later in the episode. What Holly tells her. She's like, this won't make you feel any better. But, you know... Most Double killers, lives. yeah, you know, come out and it was like, we never would have expected <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. you know. And she was like, yeah, you're right. Didn't make me feel any better. <laughs> yeah. just like, no comfort. No yeah. comfort. But, I mean, she knew him enough to know that, well, she knew him enough to know that he was different that day. Something was off about him and everything. He wasn't a chatty Cathy or anything. Well, this is just another example of the show giving us that visual and a person to say, I know this person and that wasn't them. Mm-hmm. But in, without saying those exact words, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I mean, and the big difference with this one was Heath didn't say anything to anybody. Whereas when Maitland uh, kidnapped the kid, he had a conversation with him and everything. Correct. So it was like, we know he can talk. So there's a difference, I guess. Is like he doesn't get their memory, so he doesn't want to function with anybody that... Well, I mean, if you look at this episode, I mean, he turns into a girl and, you know, does a chicka chicka wow wow with uh, this Heath guy, you know, to get his, you know, the scrape and the Mm -hmm. scratch or what you want to call it. So, So, I mean, you're willing to go that he had breakfast. But I don't think she had breakfast with, uh, with Heath. I think it was just Heath talking the entire time with breakfast. If I go back and think about it, because he's sitting there talking about the eggs, and then he's talking about syrup and everything, I don't think we hear her voice. No, she does. She goes, "Wait, wait, here's the best part." Before she cuts the egg and yeah, half. Okay, exactly. That was one of the first um, things she does said. say. She does say a couple of things, and like you said, they have sex and stuff like that. But she's I completely disinterested. They in They kind of do. They do like what they need to do. Yeah. The only weird thing is, in Terry's case, he goes to the strip club. Clearly knows the guy who owns the strip club. Yeah, almost on first name uh, basis. Clearly knows the kid he picks up in the mm-hmm. van, you know. So he's aware of some things, like, yeah, or maybe if he had already that already planned, then he could have known who those people's names were too. Correct. So, but like, like, we don't even know how much they can plan and everything. Like, there's still so much like guesswork absolutely. that we have with it. Absolutely. Yeah. It, there, there, there is a, you, there is a way you can see that there is a 
thought out plan for what they're executing mm-hmm. well, so far you, we see that you know what i mean again but this was the episode that confirmed that you know the scratch the transfer of you know of dna whatever those that are so on so you can that's all it takes it morphs to whatever your dna you can touch right um but but also things are different here jack is not the thing no no, because that was something else. Like I thought about it after we, we did our last episode, and then we got some. I think there was three emails. People were like, "Well, that might be that might be the thing talking to itself because you know as it's transforming and it has issues no. in the skin." And I was like, "I nah, said it was different. I, I, I said it, I wasn't it was him. different too." And this episode confirms that Jack is basically doing its bidding. Um, but in let's sh- talk. Let's talk about this, All right? All right. So the first thing we get is Jack. And we we first get this deer hunting scene. Right. Okay. Which was the first time I can say something negative about any of the episodes is, is that number one, that scope, you'd have to be 25 feet from that deer for that scope to look that crystal clear and that, that wreck be that big on its side to shoot. Of course you shoot. It's a CG deer. It's a CG gunshot. Okay. Drops like a dead fish. The second it's hit, I've been deer hunting a long time in my life. Is there so on? Hadn't personally experienced the, uh, you know, a single shot to the heart that drops you like a, you know, drops you like that, but whatever. I wish I was that lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Always a little bit of extra running and hunting through the woods. Um, and- yeah. But anyway, so I was, eh, okay. So it takes the deer and we bring it to this spot in the middle of the woods. And then it goes to the hardware store and buys all these random stuff and just throws it on the ground. Lamps. Sleeping bags, uh, sleeping bags, sleeping ramps, yeah, a sleep- big jug of something. Yeah, it was just an empty can. jug, yeah. Um, I, it was very random, yeah. Um, but then when it's thrown out there, it's very random, and, and obviously, and like we were talking about it, like it's just to feed it, so it has to, it has to yeah. consume something like it's a wild animal. Yeah, and it leaves the same parts as it did with the boar. You know, just really went after the middle of the carcass. Didn't go after. It had some random bite wounds. Well, it's yeah, like yeah, it's eviscerated. Like it's not. Like when you see a lion eating a gazelle, you know, you, you see the head and the shoulders and, and the butt are left and there's, you know, everywhere there's meaty and tasty is all gone. This one's like just tore all up everywhere. There might be one or two areas that are a little bit more than others, but it's not like it's distinctively eating one spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, when you look at that boar, it had wounds everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah, like, and it, well, the deer does too. Like it has a broken leg Yeah. Uh, where it's bitten and stuff like that. Um there was some randomness to it. It was a little twisted up. Uh, but I love what I was going to talk about with some of the camera work again was just setting the camera down underneath the truck. And oh, all yeah. you hear is him grunting and pulling the deer pulling over. the deer out and then it thumping on the ground and him yes. trying to drag. So I was like, God, man, they are really nailing this. Yeah, somebody t- It's almost like every single time we have a new scene, how can we make it more interesting with an angle or a perspective or, or just something. going like blurry like when the dude was getting ready to kill the new york victim's uncle and oh, dad praying at the chapel praying at the chapel and then as he's walking out, out just gets blurry yeah the just entire, just blurry. more blurry more blurry and then it's just like what well, are we even looking at here well you think it's going to focus on the lady that was sitting in the yeah the yeah. pew behind it gives you that perception of right, who is this yeah it's gonna it's gonna focus in on her and then you realize oh, no it isn't no it's <laughs> just that's how they were showing this guy yeah and then they give you a second of explanation on the grandfather. Yeah. Cacao. Yeah. All right. Back to the deer and the, the this uh, boar and everything like that. Whatever this is, is, it had to be unbelievably strong. Unbelievably, you know, it looks like a very powerful carnivore type whatever it is. You follow what I'm saying? By, based on wounds and stuff like that, we think these are all teeth marks. Claw marks, combination. Well, what's weird, and I'm still leaning on this being extremely weird, is the fact that Jack is called from his vacation. He is hunting. Mm-hmm. He is not in town. Mm-mm. He's out of town. I, he's a, yeah. He's hunting a boar. Doesn't fire at it because he gets the phone call before he can pull the trigger, and has to leave. And then we see the boar destroyed. Yeah. yeah. So, why is this thing on Jack? You know, like why is it following Jack at that moment? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before he's turned Jack, and did or he know is it Jack? Coincidental? And the thing is, I guess he would know that Jack would be the one to come to the barn because Ralph's been removed from the case and the other chick's pregnant. 
and just had a baby and well, shot I mean, in the leg. And shot in the leg. You would still have to know, like, do research, get online, and everything. And like, I don't know if this thing has that capability. I don't know. To me, it's it's a little bit of a bridge far for some of that. But I don't I don't know if it is yet because right. we don't have enough information that explains. And is it possible there's two of them? I mean, yeah. I'm still thinking that it was two because I initially thought I don't know if we were talking about it on the pod or not. Like I thought these were two separate creatures: the one that kills it, and then the grief eater afterwards. No, no, I don't mean that. I'm saying, are there two grief eaters? Two different two ones. cocos, two you know, cocos. Yeah, or like you, we found in the mythology, there's a male version and a female yeah, version. There's a coco or a cuckoo. Cuco. C U C A is the female version. Yeah. Yeah. C O C O is the male version. Yeah. El Coco and La Cuca. Okay. Yeah. So because how did he know where Jack was? Like how did he know to be there? You know, and it just eats the boar right after he doesn't shoot it and stuff like that. Like there's some splaining to do with that part, mm-hmm. you know? Well, not only that, why is it still here? I mean, we the storyline has it in New York and then it goes to Dayton. And then it goes to Cherokee County, Georgia. Well, nobody's investigating it in the other two that came before this. Right. Nobody's still looking into the case. Yeah. They're dead. One's in jail, slam dunk case. The other one's you know, suicide. And the other one's suicide, right? So it's like the cases are dead, closed and shut. Everybody believes what they believe. And this one, though, he knows Ralph's around. And the parent or the family of the of Terry is still around and they mm-hmm. believe. So it's like, I, I feel like you can't leave until it's all wrapped up, wrapped up in a bow. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's so, possible. That's right. I mean, it's the only thing we can hang our hat on right now. That's for sure. Right. You know, and, and no- we're assuming it has those kind of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. All right. Let's, let's get into the Holly investigation. Okay. Fantastic, by the way. Uh, the only thing that was kind of off the wall was the the mall cop kiss. Hey, you know, interesting. Hey, I'm gonna have a coke. Here's a beard. Now let's change it to the Jack Daniels and you know water. Water. I mean, it was just you know so but, unique. But uh, again, you know, when they first meet each other right there back at the mall, just to keep the camera where you can watch them through the mirror and everything. I, I was watching them in the mirror the whole time. I, I didn't even see them like outside of it because that was how I was able to see their face and everything. Who does that shot? Yeah. Who even cool thinks about something stuff. like that? Um, but it was nice to know that the mall cop isn't a dangerous person or anything. He was just weird, I guess is the best way of putting it. Eccentric, maybe? I think he's, I think he's lonely. Yeah. <laughs> a lonely dude. And, and found someone hot that... And I think vice versa. I think she switches to double jacks because she has to physically and mentally prepare herself to be okay with the situation. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I think she, she was able to let her guard down a little bit. She has to take a massive leap of faith to even throw that kiss at him Mm -hmm. and walk away because I think her heart's probably just racing through her chest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like I thought it was so cool though. He, he, you know, cause he accepts her. Yeah. Just like when Ralph sits down with her, and she knows he doesn't drink much, but she had a he had a drink anyway to make her feel comfortable. Right. It's like she appreciates that stuff well, and a, showed the appreciation of him. Yeah. You know. Well, remember, he's strength of ten men with a good pure heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most random line out no there. No clue where that came from. <laughs> that was the most of all the writing so far. That is by far the most so random one line thing you need to know about yeah. me. <laughs> Please, emailers, social meteors, please. Explain that part help to us. us. Yeah. Where are we from in the South? I ain't never heard yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, but I love that he's walking down the sidewalk and she's just calling out the height of the buildings around him he's just, and so like yeah. that. But then he asks her how tall she is and she has no idea. And but she talked the last episode that she doesn't know a lot of her things or current stuff. And yeah. so I was like, oh, so we're staying with that. Like that is a cool. She's little staying thing. consistent. Yep. Yeah, there was a consistency yeah. there. But I think it's just neat. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. How how great is it that it shows that she had to put in the time and effort to talk to the right people, not coerce them, but befriend them and see their point of view to get the good information from them. And it didn't seem too convenient. Uh, she I mean, gets like, pepper sprayed. Yeah, I mean, she gets pepper sprayed initially in the episode. That, I mean, but she goes back to this woman and talks to her. She goes and does this with the, the mall cop. 
all that stuff. When she goes to New York, she's able to speak to the, you know, the inmate. Uh, she happens upon this, uh, don't get me wrong, a little coincidental that the, the mother, this woman that's behind her at the table and, you know, in prison says, you know, come see me and gives the whole story about Coco. But I, I enjoyed it so much yeah. that it, you know, I was okay with that. Um, I love that it showed her steps. And I love the whole deal where she's sitting at the bar. She's like, okay, I need a coffee to go. After the girl tells her, you know, you know, well, murder is not a virus. You know, where did, where did she get it from the first time? And she gets the idea. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Where oh, man. As soon as that scene was happening, I was like, man, I wish I was that bartender. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, a private eye just sitting there bouncing their ideas off of you and everything? I'd be so happy to go into work. Oh, Ooh, yeah. man, what do we got today? Yeah, and really. Like, yeah. I mean, okay. so, like, and every little step. I, she, you know, underlining scratch. Stretch. You mm-hmm. know yeah. I mean? All Dude, that stuff was leading to a... Virus. We we talked about like it reminds us of Fallen. Oh yeah, the Denzel Washington John Goodman movie. Yeah. You know, classic from the past. Just passing it on as they touch you and stuff like that, and, and somewhat out of mythology as well. A demon, you know, you don't know its name. Just bouncing from host to host, and it just and everything. bounces from host to host and does terrible things. There's no way of proving it wasn't you. Mm-hmm, correct. It could just bounce to the next person. Everybody's a victim. Yeah, you know, and that's the how it rolls, and so. Uh, so I really, really appreciate her level of investigation going back and like, you know, uh, the, the, even the postcard and this and, and then when she, I love, we get the flashes, like we're sitting there talking to the inmate and we get the whole grandfather walks in to, you know, yep. and we, you know, we'll get the grandfather scene, we get this scene. Um, you know, I blew him off and then, you know, at the very beginning of it was them having the scene at the diner. We have no, we had no idea who this girl was. And yeah. then three fourths of the episode later, we get the callback of, Oh, oh, that was Coco, no. you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, God, that's gonna be tough for me to say Coco because I really enjoy the animated movie Coco, and like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, mythical monster that eats children versus the sweet little <laughs> that was that was Coco too. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs. The, the reason you're here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you saw seen Coco. New. <laughs> yeah, give that a watch. Caroline. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's, it was just. Really enjoy that. And of course, Ralph is just picking up pieces. And I love when we go back to Ralph and we go through all these tapes and he, they take the time to show you that he's watching over and over and doesn't see anything. Well, he doesn't even know what he's looking for. Right. You know, I but mean, that's a big he, thing of it. The last thing he talked to her was, you know, they scratched each other and was there something there and da, 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 da. And it shows him looking at the train stacks, the Zaxby's, yeah. you know. Well, not the Zaxby's is the name of the strip club. It is, or are we talking about the chicken joint? I it, thought it was no. Because as soon as he did that, same, he's same. going out through the back. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> Come in and look at these chicken wings and breasts, baby. Because, you know, here in the No, in Atlanta, you know, mm. chicken wings and uh, strip clubs go hand in hand. Absolutely. That's why we have lemon pepper uh, wings. <laughs> there you go, people, if you don't know the origin of it, well, strip clubs. Around where we live, Zaxby's is a chicken tender joint. <laughs> I think most people know it, Zaxby's. No, like, no, it is strictly mainly like South. Yeah, I think it's oh, just really? around Yeah, here. like. Uh, barely uh, it doesn't even hit St. Louis it doesn't go that far north a good example is like people are like In-N-Out Burger is the best burger joint in the country it is there's not an In-N-Out Burger anywhere near us yeah well Dallas I think is the closest and and it's worth the drive I've never had an In-N-Out Burger I have no idea what you're talking about the closest thing I've had to it what I've understand is a Whataburger Mm, completely different but Whataburger is delicious well seasoned Uh, the patty melt if you ever get the chance Freddy's we is have, pretty good too. We, we got Freddy's now. We have moved into the Food Fred- Network, Blue <laughs> <laughs> TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest; it's not a far leap for any of us. I mean, we all three are former office alignment, so I mean, I guess food is part of it. But anyway, <laughs> we, let's pick the train back on the rails. Um, all right, is there anything yeah. takeaway from the episode that makes you think, you know, we have something really different heading towards us when it comes to this? Because I mean, I'm still confused about what Jack's angle is for the future. Yeah, his neck is bad, but it doesn't look like it's gotten worse over the proceeding of this episode. I can't think. Yeah, I have no idea what Jack's purpose is going to be, but I think he's going to be dangerous, and I think he's going to end up killing a main character. Yeah. Uh, Man. I don't don't know if Jack's going to end up being like, you know, we always talk about like, what's the next story that's going to bury what happened today, mm-hmm. right? What's the next distraction? So it's like, do you use Jack as doing something super crazy in town? Yes. In order to distract everybody from 
100 I think the it's child's that, case. That's not a bad idea. Especially with the uh, officer who gave birth. Like this is the second time that they've caused tension with her, especially around the yeah. child. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go back to the little quick preview, they you see a scene where like cops are surrounding an area and one's like pulling a sniper rifle up this there and so on. We could very well have a situation that's going to be a huge media blitz situation. I unfortunately feel like it's one it's just a, a a terrible thing that's laid out directly in this episode and is like you better be at my baby party. Yeah. Or we'll have problems. And he says, I Guaranteed. promise I'll be there. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Put the moral lockdown oh, on that thing. And I'm just man. like, <laughs> Red this, alert. I have a feeling that the baby party <laughs> is going to go bad. And yeah. this thing wants more grief because it's still lingering. Yeah. And Ooh. my God, Ooh. could you imagine that of a newborn baby? Stop it. This is terrible. Yeah. I'm just saying, creepy. I'm just thinking it's definitely a way to distract everyone as well. Yep. From the old case, you know. No, yeah. you, I think you're hitting the nail on the head again. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's that's the best takeaway you could take from that is that it's got to be a it's got to be a scene moving forward. That's the thing. I don't think the show gives us too much we're not supposed to hear or see. Yeah. But they're not giving us like nonsense clues. For her to bring up the baby party and that he'd better be there. I mean, this scene was almost it was Extra. out of nowhere. Yeah. Extra. All right. All right. So here's the other thing. Here's another thing I took away from this episode. I don't know if y'all were going to mention it was, is that we got the kid who stole the van mm-hmm. yep. and we got his commentary. I was afraid to tell you earlier, not because of y'all, but because of him. And you know, you get the little scene where he's looking at it and he goes, he didn't have to say nothing. You just, he had, he was that guy you just knew. Yeah. You know, something was off and they're like, well, can you describe him? No. Well, you draw him. So what was y'all's reaction to his re- Ralph's reaction of showing the picture around, my thing was is, he frustrated? Like, look at this child's play artwork, or was he like, "Holy shit, this is the same what the little girls were saying." I think a little bit of it is saying. I think a little bit could be, "Holy crap, this kind of seems like what the girl was talking about." Mm-hmm. But it also it comes off though as like, <laughs> "This is of no help," you know. As he like, passes. <laughs> that's what I got. Like, it's what, the way he was showing it to everybody in the room. Yeah, it was kind of like. You know, even though he was second guessing it, I think everybody else in the room was like, what the I, hell is that? I think it's a mixture of both. He doesn't think anyone's going to believe it, but he's like, this could be something. Well, the guy that helps him all the time, mm-hmm. the other agent or whatever like that, that helps him. The one that let him get in the video room and everything. Yes. Yeah. He was not in the house when the girl explained no, no, the melted face man that was up in her room. Only Ralph, his wife, uh, Terry's wife, and the two little girls. But was the lawyer there? Oh, the lawyer yes, was the there. The lawyer was yeah. there. So the lawyer heard the blurry face. Heard the stuff. Because yes. he was at the bottom of the staircase, if I'm not mistaken, with um, or the bet- wife. He was on the staircase between Ralph and the wife, I think, mm-hmm. and Terry's wife, whatever. So I think it's more. You know, right? Believe knowing, yeah. You know, between them two, but the the agent, he he was probably like, <laughs> well, the thing that's getting me is looks like the Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's getting me is this dude hasn't changed at all throughout it. Like we we think that he could be the person that the little girl's talking to, but his appearance hasn't diverted. It was like that up in Ohio. It's been like that at every crime scene. And so, but my thing is, when they show him next to the van, he does not look like the same melted face dude that you see in Georgia. You don't think me. so? No, not to me. You don't think it could possibly? Because well, no, I guess it's always shown from distance and everything. So it's it always be. shown from distance. But I also want to say that this thing can change into whoever it comes in contact with, gets his DNA, this that, or so on. But I think it reverts back to what we see in the Green Hood. Almost like Pennywise, I guess. It was like, I can be anything, but this is my most comfortable. Yeah, we also haven't ruled out the fact that it may just be a skin mask that it wears when it's not taking on someone else's That's a weird skin mask to choose, though. Agreed. But I feel like it looks different. But it's also, it would prevent people from looking at you, so maybe that's the point. Well, the one where you're standing by the van, the boy sees him, I feel like looks like a younger man that looks terrible, right? It's melting off his face, it looks yeah. like. But the one that's in Georgia looks like an older, older man, man. Okay. That's melting yeah. off. I don't know. Uh, you know. Again, I think we're too far removed to 
have any conclusions on it, but I mean, I think that's pretty much everything in the episode. Well, I mean, I can't really think of anything else that we haven't really hit. I feel like we're missing one key thing. Well, yeah. all right. So hold on, hold on, hold on. no, that's I, I where I was going with it. Ralph sees that the 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 titty bar owner gets scratched. Okay, he goes to the you know titty bar, confirms he got scratched. So when was he the when was he the titty bar owner? He hasn't been yet. Because well, no, he can be. He can be. We don't know if he can. Well, I think he waits for the person to leave town because he's never in the same place as the person. So there's a reason they showed us that they collect that he found that he sees him scratch him. I mean, I agree because like now we know that he's not Jack or anything and he's going to strike again. But I mean, you've got to wait for the titty bar owner to leave or something because he doesn't want to. He wants it to be a slam dunk case. But we're looking at now two people, Jack mm-hmm. and Titty Bar Owner, because Jack has his shit on his neck, and this guy's been scratched, which we know leads to the passing on to the next murderer. Yes. So, I don't and know. And that's purely based on what we've seen so far. That's the For pattern. all you know, you get scratched, and you just use that body for a little while until you come up to the next person. And if you happen to do the murder during that, okay, you know. But like we said, that whole cop scene thing we saw, it could be the titty bar owner. So they're all coming in to arrest him because there's been another murder. But it's going to be you hard. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, like, I mean, we he, just don't know yet. He is always on camera. Like, I mean, that is going to be a big difference of it. Is like he, he will have the strippers and himself, and, and he's to, not around kids. But I'm trying to figure it out, too, in the fact that he steals the van mm-hmm. the same time Terry is there, yes. right? Correct. Correct. He, at that moment... Or no, I think he steals the van later. Does he? Because I think they've already headed back. Because Terry's gotten scratched. Correct. And he's in the form of Heath when he scratches him. Mm-hmm. Correct. And when Which, he takes the van, he's the green-hooded blur. He's exactly. not Terry Medlin. And he's definitely not melting Heath because yeah. Heath is a black man. Right. So he has gotten that DNA, but doesn't mean you have to immediately transform into what you've got a new DNA. Or do you start melty to become the what looks like the right-looking face and then melt off again? I have no idea. But then I'm just wondering about, about the t- like cocoon here. I'm wondering know, about either. the timeline because it's like he was Heath when yeah. he scratches Terry. And Terry was in town when the van gets stolen. Because they're asking about it because they all flew home together mm-hmm. the same day it gets stolen. So why did he look like that? Yeah, that's a good point. In the parking lot. Yeah, it, it definitely. But then, and also, is he somehow strategically targeting these people? Because like when he... Well, obviously, him him touching Terry was an accident. They both slipped it on It didn't look floor. like an accident. No, it didn't look no, like he it doesn't slipped. accidentally scratch anybody. Like, he grabs him and then falls down. Because remember, he doesn't become the bartender. It's him as the bartender who scratches Heath. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless yeah. he's following Heath all the time, picks him, realizes yeah. he likes this bartender and has a date set up. Yeah, he had to be there. I mean, and that's one thing you know the show the episode didn't show. It didn't show us the bartender getting scratched. Mm-hmm. Well, I was surprised that Holly didn't ask yeah. her, "Did you ever get scratched?" Yeah, I think she was about to, but then she already she kind of ran out of time and stuff. She ran out of time and she didn't want it to go any further. She was like, "I know who it could be, but we're not going down that path or anything." That's true. That she started talking about that, mm-hmm. and so, but yeah, there's there's still a lot of questions. That we really need a little bit more evidence or just something to... Well, we need more meat on the bone. Bottom line is, we got a big puzzle. And there's about... Instead of having one piece to connect the, on the line, we got about three or four pieces. We need to we need to get a few more. And we're blindfolded. <laughs> what, what did she say, though? What did she say? I, I think I know it could, it could be... You know who this but is, But nobody would you? believe me. And she goes, if I said that, they'd put me in a mental hospital. Yeah, but she also said this thing... 
does things that can't be undone or something like that. Remember that? It's like the last thing she says. Mm. I can't remember now, though. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little weird about the timeline with... It makes me think that it's a skin mask now. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is, like, we get fi- we gotta, uh, we gotta figure out why strip club owner... Get scratched, and we haven't seen Doppelganger, you know, the Coco of that guy. And, and then, of course, if you got scratched by Terry Maitland, like you were talking about, when does he turn into Terry? Do you have to turn into immediately? Do you hold on to that DNA? You know what I'm saying? No like, clue. No clue. Because they said that there was prints and DNA and everything everywhere inside that van. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but it looks like of an older version. A younger version and an old version. So it seems like you deteriorate pretty fast. That's what I felt like. You know, that skin doesn't last long. You know, before you turn into, like we said, the barn where it's like a sheddy goo. You know what I mean? But the thing I, is, I'm more with you. I'm leaning more towards it's got a mask on, and it's just a a very poor looking mask, you know. Yeah, because he scratches Terry intentionally, and it definitely doesn't look like Terry yet when he steals the van. Correct. So it's like either it's melty before it comes right, or it's a mask, right? Because yeah. there's not somebody between Heath and Terry. Correct. Or he didn't scratch another person. You wouldn't think. That's he's already scratched Terry and is planning on being Terry at that point. Drives the van to that spot. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think of like how a scratch works because he's embedding his DNA, not necessarily stealing it. So it's just like, well, is it something that fall, grows on Terry and falls, or well, forensically, you actually do. Remove DNA by scratching somebody well, under yeah, your but fingernails. I, like I don't know how this thing would just no idea. I don't know absorb either. it. Like here's the other thing: is that this thing goes and steals this van, right, and so on. How does it know where Terry lives? How does it do all these things yeah. like that based on either what looks to be a happenstance bump into or coordinated scratch? When you're talking to this old man. This is the one time you came in who can't... I mean, Holly came in, and we're talking about four jacks and four queens and yep. this, that, or so on. You played cards with my grandmother. Right. So this orderly comes in, and it's he's lucid enough to know that ain't, that ain't him, and he's played y'all for a fool. You know, where did he get the information of where to go for Terry? You know, all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's another puzzle piece is we're like... He grabs his van. Why does he go down there? Just, I mean, a given... You go down there and do another murder because that's where this guy's from, but we yeah. don't see how he finds that out. But he can also get information based on the photographs that are in Terry's dad's room. Give me that. All the records for Terry's dad's room, including his next of kin and contact paperwork, is at Boom. the hospital. Yeah, there's no doubt. So he knows where he lives. You guarantee he has his address, his phone number, he has everything. If something happens to his dad, you got to send all the information. I mean, that's all and true. And they said in the episode, Terry's the only one that goes up there and really handles anything for his yeah. dad. But I mean, like, if you're not human, how do you think to do that? I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, I was saying, like, you're bringing up great logical points for it, but if you're not a human, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know how to use the but access he, and But he knows like to go places where he's going to be on camera, mm-hmm. yeah. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Enough to put your middle finger up and yeah. say, F you cops, as yeah. well as you're, you're smart enough to know that... This girl's blown the dude off, and but I'll just pick up the pieces, go have breakfast, screw you, and, and then get your DNA. Well, to and to know that she's going to... That's that's smart-ass stuff. And to like know that she's going to blow him off because she's a lesbian. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's yeah, it's a big I, thing. It's very calculated. It's very... It's more like we see in like old movies and TV, more like a demon, where they're... They're tricksters, and they mm-hmm. like they're aware. the The flipping the bird to the camera, or whatever like that, is is kind of like something you hear, yeah, you know, from The Exorcist or a you know a, one of these, you know, you see me, but I see you, you right? I mean? Yeah, yeah you know. I mean, just like they mess with you. Yeah, it's um, it's an extra level where it's of humor and pleasure in what you do. Yeah, and it's like I know you can see what's mm-hmm. going on here, and you can't do shit about it, right? Because no one will believe you. Well, it's like the... Uh, it's the prestige. You know, it's what it is. It's the prestige. <laughs> Just the old lady at the end of the episode shouldn't say, if you do wrong, it'll take you. It takes what it wants and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's make a difference. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Yeah, the... 
yeah, I still say the co- the cocoa thing is just fantastic. Yeah, and of course, you know, we, we got I think what three emails right when the show was over from people like, "Are you reviewing cocoa yet? <laughs> Do you know what cocoa is yet?" And of course, I pulled it up on my phone. You know, yeah, I and, think that that the old lady at the end there was like bringing this into a Stephen King world now. Yes. Oh, it officially 100%. became a Stephen King, yeah. movie, you know, yeah. series because of her. Yes, yeah, there's no doubt. She brought in the supernatural for sure. There is no doubt. Well, guys, like I say all the time, hit us up on social media. We're in a couple of Facebook groups for Outsider, but we also are on Bleed TV podcast on Facebook. Um, if you want to befriend me, it's Zach Bleed TV on Facebook. We also do Bleed, uh, Bleed TV podcast on Twitter. Um, and we have an email. That's just Bleed TV podcast at Gmail, um, which y'all have been more than gracious lighting that up. And also, thanks again for more positive reviews. Uh, they're steadily climbing in, and we are still maintaining the number one spot for the show, which is a, a big congratulations to y'all. So we really, really appreciate that. Uh, but if you haven't given us a positive review and got a second, hit us up. We really appreciate it. Um, but other than that, I don't think we got anything else for the night. Uh, next week is the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be watching that. So, unfortunately, the pod won't be coming out until Monday night instead of Monday morning. So, uh, sorry for any. A little game. delay. Yeah. A little delay on that. But I think there might be a lot of people who might not be watching Outsider. For the- it may not want to be putting earbuds in. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. You yeah. know. So Hair yeah. of the dog, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but yes, uh, so be a little patient with us next week, but we will get it out ASAP on that Monday. Um, But until then, uh, guys, I think we're going to call tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. We'll see you all next week.